So, Sean, for today's Witch Word of the Day, I'm choosing a phrase, Circle of Magi. And oh. I know you don't know what this is because you didn't play these games. <laughs> it's in Dragon Age. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> so in the Dragon Age games, the circles, there's multiple ones, circles of magi are all part of one unified organization dedicated to teaching magic users to control and wield their abilities, which, you know, sounds like a good thing, right? It's like Xavier's yeah. Institute. However, they <laughs> are run by religious authority. So they are, are as much for controlling and keeping track of mages as they are for teaching them. So it's like a cult. All mages are forced to live in the circles and cannot leave without permission. It sounds like the Jedi. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I, I, yeah, Jedi. Evil. See, <laughs> <laughs> like they're supposed to be good, but are they really? Right. When you actually look into it, like they're not allowed to marry. They're not. They have to be pulled away from their family when they're a kid. It's like, See? oh, that's not yeah. good. You haven't even read that. Wait, what are you doing with the book? So he has the confidence to finish the story. Hear now the words of the witches. This is Kevin, and welcome to Words of the Witches, the Charmed podcast that will guide you through the lesser-known published material in the Charmed universe and decide how it fits into the grand narrative of the TV series. All right, so welcome to Words of the Witches, episode 69. That's a hysterical <laughs> number. number. Uh, yeah, this is reversal of misfortune. But Sean, oh my gosh, it feels like I haven't talked to you in like 10 years. It feels like so much time has passed. I know. And like you rounded up a little. It's been like two weeks, but like 10 years is close. And yeah, we were texting, but I missed you. We haven't recorded in two freaking weeks. Because we recorded yeah. all the February episodes before you left. You had confession right. time. Oh, <laughs> oh, and we doubled <laughs> up on X-Men too to get those done. Yeah. But yeah, you were on a big trip. I had major life events, craziness. It's still weird. Yeah, we've both been through a lot in these last two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So um, I would just want to tell people about it quick uh, because I mentioned it a little bit on the bonus episode with Tess Fowler that I did. I don't think I even told you the full story. I don't think so. Yeah, so um, I was in Portland at the time that said my mom has died which was very very startling and you know the, the person that called me was right there in front of her I was there in her home um and she um died from diabetes which no one knew she had oh so a complete shock she had a sepsis in her foot she had an infection in her foot um and that you know, just spread and, and it's only a matter of hours when that happens and which is crazy because I was looking through her paperwork and things, and she knew for at least a little while, but didn't tell anybody, um, which made it really tricky. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. That's hard. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been awful. Uh, yeah. So, but I had a really nice service and everything, and it 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 felt really good. I felt like I had some closure. I got to see her, you know. So it was good, but. It just doesn't feel real. It's like the whole world is exactly the same, but feels a little emptier now. So it's just strange. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to take it down too much. <laughs> um, 
Well, thank you for sharing with <laughs> our fans. I think that's important that you did that. So um, I think that's why people love you and appreciate you and flock to you online because you are very real with people. So you're very loved, Kevin. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And <laughs> you, you've always, you and so many others have been a really great support system, but you know, it's just going to take some time. I can say that Charmed and their portrayals of grief are so spot on. Like every time there's somebody who's grieving, I have felt that emotion at some point. Um, wow. Which is really amazing. Cause yes, I think about like Prue's grief over Patty, you know, and having to step up her guilt over Andy dying, uh, even like Piper and the pre-witch when Graham's died, she's like, there's nobody left to help us. We have all this doctors and lawyers and funeral arrangements and everything. Even like Phoebe who, you know, she breaks, you see something familiar and you break down over that. She just had a Prue's coat and it, it sparked something. And, you know, there was a time where I just held my mom's purse and just bawled over my mom's purse and hugged it. Uh, it was so, so it's just, just the little things that, that get to you. And I can, people always go up, get on Phoebe for not crying enough, but I guarantee you, Phoebe cried a lot, broke down when she was alone, probably at night, because it's those quiet moments where they really, where it really hits you. Yeah. When you're alone with your thoughts, that's mm-hmm. when it hits you. Mm-hmm. So, and that's something I would have never probably considered before. Um, but I know she did. And then it brings me back to Cole when she was alone in her room after Cole's death. So she probably did the exact same thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or when she had a dance party in her room after Miles' death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grief in different ways. But let's talk about, oh, we did have a poll. Do you remember what it was? It's been so long. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> All right. So I asked, this was after we had like the whole magical personalization of the houses and people had to choose what their house would look like if they had magic to spruce it up. Yeah. Kind of a fun one. So on Instagram, we had a few responses. We had um, Charmed X Hallowells says, I would put a glamour on it so it looked like Hallowell Manor. I feel like that's typical of Charmed fans. I'd be like, I want that house. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Antler gave me a picture of Shrek's little shack. So Shrek in front of his <laughs> table with his like tree stump stove. Fun. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Legion Ivory said, honestly, the X mansion complete with Cerebro. Ooh. Oh, I'd be Professor Xing all over the house. <laughs> That'd be fun. Like, let me scan my eyeball retina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aaron Robertson says, my house would look like Castle Oblivion. It's, the roofs oh. would be the same turquoise color, but the castle would be more orange. And then above that would be orange and blue northern lights, and there would be a wolf motif etched into some of the castle itself. <laughs> That's very detailed. He's really planned this. <laughs> very detailed. Um, and then on Twitter, we had some responses as well. I also got I got a lot of like animations, GIFs, <laughs> I, gifs, gifs. I never know how to say it. I say gifs. Okay. So those, Chris Monteith says Charmed Manor, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Bernard just put a gif of the Twilight Zone. (laughs) (laughs) Like, is this Tower of Terror the Twilight Zone? (laughs) Yeah. I'll Um, assume so. Yeah. Jay Wong says, Greek palace with touches of modern technology and a lot of space. A tripled sized bedroom, a hot tub and a huge bathroom, and a control room to adjust lights around the palace. <laughs> <laughs> the garden will have the fountain of youth and flower bushes tended to tended to by pixies and nymphs. 
<laughs> so what I imagined for him is in Thor Love and Thunder when they go to like the arena of the gods and it's like very Roman but very gold and new yeah. too. Like that's his palace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he sent a picture of like I don't know, some Mount Olympus looking thing. I don't know. Oh. I nice. <laughs> Chance said the outside could be anything. I just want the want it bigger on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then you put like so fancy a trip in the TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who, yeah, oh, season two. I know <laughs> Jack Harkness. Jack Harkness. <laughs> <laughs> and then one more, Lucas Beauvais Strack <laughs> says like this, duh. And he puts a picture of the exploded <laughs> manor. <laughs> Duh. Duh. I want an exploded house. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so th- those were very interesting, very fun. <laughs> I think that's all I got. So silence. <laughs> Here are now the words of the witches. We are going to be talking about season nine, issue 21, Reversal of Misfortune. This was published May 2nd, 2012, written by Paul Ruditis, artwork by Dean Katz, colors by Dash Martin. I want to say Dax Martin, but it's Dash Martin. Oh. <laughs> um, letters by Jim Campbell, edited by Matt Rogers, with cover art by David Seidman, because he does every single cover now. Yeah, he's busy. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about this cover. So it's like all these people with powers doing things with there's a little child lifting up a car with like Phoebe in it. <laughs> and it looks like charm is written in blood or something. <laughs> yeah. That's dark. It's like <laughs> it's dripping. Like, it's like dripping. Yeah. Um, and that little, that little kid is actually modeled after David Seidman's nephew. How cute. So he drew his little nephew on the cover. And then we got some other people, some like shadowy looking thing, a girl doing electric electrokinesis is a man in a baseball cap doing like a fireball baseball. Oh, that's fun. I um, swear that's Ash Ketchum. Ash Ketchum. He drew the hat and yeah, the Pokemon. Right. <laughs> I choose you. <laughs> I choose you, fiery demon hell. <laughs> yeah. And it looks like somebody is kind of orbing like in the background, but they look scared oh, yeah. doing it. Yeah. Oh, I guess I start, huh? Yeah. Because I did the let- word of the day. All right. So it starts off with Phoebe in an alleyway and she's holding little baby Parker and uh, she's like yeah I don't know if she's talking exactly what she means by here she's like she never left with the gas tank on fumes <laughs> oh because really she it. was she was driving and the car stalled maybe May- oh maybe so that's why they have to go yeah I was a little confused by that too but now that we're okay, looking so, at it so that's why she has that. no car so it's probably she was driving and then it stopped and they start going on foot yeah okay there we go. We did it. Sleuths. We did it. Sleuths. Uh, <laughs> so he's like, now we just have to get through this battlefield, this magical battlefield that without our powers, because we're so innocent. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear, zoom. And then she's like, it's okay. Just got to be quiet so that no one catches us. And she's like, ah! <laughs> Look at all the noise. <laughs> like, shut up, baby. <laughs> Stupid Parker. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, a hand touches Phoebe's shoulder. And she's like, gasp! Ah! <laughs> Kevin, it's okay. Because on the next page, you find out it's just Coop. Yeah. And he's like, 
it's okay, baby. It's just me. And she's like, you scared the shit out of me. And the baby's like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Annoying baby. <laughs> and uh, Phoebe says, I'm sorry, I should have waited for you at the manor. But I didn't realize things had gotten so bad out here. And he says, we shouldn't have ever left you alone with Parker. And he just then there's a foom, a foom explosion behind them. And Coop, I love this. Coop is such a good guy. Like he pushes uh, Parker and Phoebe in front of him. So that way he protects them from the foom. Mm -hmm. And um, Phoebe says, I slipped out the back when I heard them at the front door. I don't know. Maybe we should talk to them. They're supposed to be helping. (laughs) <laughs> and Coop says, no, Piper's right. We have to protect ourselves. With the world like it is, we can't trust anybody. And Parker really adds to the conversation <laughs> by saying, <laughs> Yes. So it continues. If he was like, can we go back the way you came? He's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> like there's stuff blocking the way. So he's like, I barely made it through. So now we definitely can't get through there. And then we see another, ooh, it's a new Unwanted PS. It's Choom this time. Choom. <laughs> I love these sounds. Yeah, they're fun. He's like, our only chance is to go through the street where the battle zone is happening. He's like, here, give me the bebe. Give me Parker. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> She's turning into Goofy. Goofy, I know. <laughs> and then he grabs, he grabs Parker. And he's like, let's go. And then they... Are off. And on the next page, they continue their trek through the streets of a San double Francisco. Spread. Double spread in the issue, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Parker continues to cry, and we see this really like epic battle between the magic users. And this is like Anamana peeing all over the place with a fush and a kazak and a shrak and a fatum. So this is pretty epic, Kevin. And, um, Coop says it's not that far but then suddenly there's a blasty in front of him and Phoebe's like look out and uh they escape and then Coop's like it's just around the corner and they end up we find out at none other than Knox Academy Ooh, that place with pointy <laughs> professor Xavier Forty <laughs> <laughs> professor X, I forgot about him. <laughs> so then it cuts to inside Knox Academy, and Paige is there with Elise, and Elise is saying, "We're getting more reports of magic squads picking up non-magical users and taking them to undisclosed locations." And she's like, "Nobody knows what happens to them when they go there and they disappear." And then Paige is like, "You know, you shouldn't listen to those crazy rumors. You're a newswoman." It's like, they wouldn't just abduct citizens, would they? <laughs> it's like, okay. And we see all like these refugees of like former magical people. This fairy, though, seems really tall to be a fairy. Oh, yeah. She's like three feet or two feet high. Yeah. <laughs> She's too big. Yeah. And this guy, to, this guy next to her is straight out of the 70s. Which is it the one with the blue? Yeah, with the blue, with the longish hair. That's Tyler. Oh, it is. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, we go, we cut to the bottom underneath, and uh, this leprechaun looking thing. I guess he's a leprechaun in a pretty little cute suit. Oh, they're playing yeah. cards, and he's like, you know, they blame us for this, even though we're the ones who lost our powers. And then 
Tyler says, seriously, Paige, I'm about to graduate. I'm not a kid anymore. Cause he, she's like, he's like, stop, stop, Leprechaun. You're going to scare the kids. He's like, I'm not a kid anymore. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, Tyler's like, yeah, I wanted to graduate from magic school, but now I have to graduate from this stupid Academy. Because, oh. <laughs> yeah. And she, and Paige is like, well, you know, a degree is still a degree. Better, you know, love that degree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if it's from University of Arizona. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and then we see uh, uh, Phoebe and Coop and Parker walk in. By the way, I forgot to mention when you were reading, Elise can't catch a break in these comics. Like, she's always so haggard. Poor she Elise. She looks so old lady now. She really does. Yeah. I can see why in the comics, like looking that way, she has to up her game with the sex toys in her drawer because she's got to like do better there to get people to have sex with her. But her hair isn't getting grayer. Like, you know, Elise colors her hair. Come on. Yeah, she does. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, uh, Phoebe, Parker and Coop enter and Paige goes running to them. Oh, good. You're safe. And uh Phoebe says there wasn't time. A magic squad came looking for answers and we didn't have any. So we're finding out slowly that there's basically like the magic squad is looking for non-magic users because they're the ones who had magic. Mm -hmm. And then people who have magic are fighting in the streets because, well, people fucking suck. And (laughs) this is very real. They would fight like this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then uh, Paige says, you should have left Parker with dad. And um, Phoebe says, she's only three weeks old. Like, I couldn't do that to her and I couldn't do that to dad. That's a lot of responsibility. And Paige says, well, at least we bound Henry Jr.'s powers. Sad. I don't feel as bad about it. Yeah, it is sad. I don't feel as bad about it as when we did the girl since the magic isn't natural to him. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Sure, just bind the one with ice powers. I see how it is. <laughs> I know you're you're an icist. <laughs> <laughs> and then Phoebe kind of says, "Well, we'll have to remember to unbind him after this mess is over, or else I don't know that could cause problems binding just a normal person." <laughs> <laughs> and then we see Phoebe giving Parker over to Elise, and she says, "Can you keep an eye on Parker? I have to check in with Piper." And then she says, Elise, your hair looks terrible. Like, put some dye in it, get it cut. Like, do better for yourself. Yeah. Okay, I made that all up. And then Paige <laughs> says, Piper's in the nurse's office. And Phoebe says, they started already? I'd better get over there. And this, Kevin, this picture of Phoebe, her eyes haunt my dreams. It's so scary. It's like Blind Mag from Repo the Genetic Opera. Yeah. I love that. You're right. Yeah. And and if you look, all their eyes kind of look like that through this entire issue. I'm like, why do their eyes look like that? Um, But in this one in particular is like very noticeable. Yeah, because she has like darker eyes usually, right? Yeah. And right here, they're just so like Everybody's eyes are the same color, really like piercing, scary, like unnatural. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. The colorist forgot to color them. But yeah, it's interesting though, because they have all of their other children with Victor. Like here, take all the grandkids. You get to watch them all. (laughs) Except for Parker. (laughs) Except for Parker. Because she's a too little baby. You don't need a little little baby. (laughs) 
you know, they can't fix anything, they should unbind the powers because they'll take all the powers they can get. Any little power magical person, just show your magical baby and you'll be fine. You can get past, probably. That's you know? true. <laughs> you should have just kept it. So then the next page ha- starts with this glowy little scalpel knife thing. It's going to cut into some flesh, some wicked flesh. But Leo is on the stretcher. What do you call those things? Hospital bed? Gurney? Yeah, gurney. I think that's okay. right. I'm not a medical person. He's on there and his back out and there's a doctor about to make a cut. He's going to try a wingectomy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So he's going to try to remove Leo's wings. And um, he's like, this is really weird with the wife watching me, but okay. <laughs> and it's like, and it's also weird doing this in a school. This is also weird. I don't know. And then he's like, are you sure we shouldn't tell the governments about this? I could get in trouble. I'm like, no, don't. Don't do that. That's rude. <laughs> Why would you do that? Um, <laughs> so, but he's being very helpful. And he's like, yeah, she's, he agrees to be discreet. Oh, yeah. And then Piper is like, Phoebe, you should never have come here alone. How's Parker? And then Phoebe says, I didn't have a choice. She's fine. I saw the black SUVs floating down the street. So the government, although that flying car we saw last issue is one of the government magic squad people. All the governments drive flying cars now. Wow. <laughs> so, sure. Yeah. Um, I'm a little confused. I have a question for you. Okay. You said you're not a medical professional, but you're always asking me to play doctor. Doctor. Spoiler alert, this doctor makes me swoon. <laughs> oh, you can't even see his face and you're already all for it. <laughs> Well, it's when I see his face where I get in it. So yeah, <laughs> he kind of reminds me of someone, but we'll get to that. Okay. All right. So the next page, Piper says she's kind of reflecting, and she's basically like Parker's only been in the world for three weeks, and she's in the middle of the war zone. And Phoebe's being optimistic. She says it's all right. We'll fix it all. She's like she won't even remember. We'll fix it before she even grows older. And then uh, Phoebe (laughs) Pfeiffer is kind of walking away. She's basically like, what the hell? Like for months, people had powers and suddenly everybody just wants to be bad and like fight each other. Like this is so stupid. Yeah. And um, uh, (laughs) Coop, I know names, Kevin. Coop is like... Everyone was in shock from their powers at first, but once everything settled, then they they basically just started like testing their limits, which led to the fighting. And Phoebe says it's a shame so many people decided the best thing to do was evil. And mm-hmm. Piper says maybe it would have been different if um, everything changed all at once. So here I like this because we learn that their powers didn't just go away; they slowly faded over right. time. Yeah, it's cool and then. Yeah, and Piper says, guess we'll never learn the full potential of the power of three now because this happened right after um, Prue gave up her powers in order to let them be more powerful together. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Speaking of, Coop says, what about Prue? Any word from her? And Piper says, no, we haven't heard from that 
bitch. <laughs> and Phoebe says, Piper, that's not fair. And isn't that a, a change, like a twist? Piper, who's all yeah. about her, she's like, oh, I hate her now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Piper. <laughs> so it continues on the next page. Pepper's like, fair? Don't talk to me about fair. The world is going to hell and she's completely ignored us for months. Like, oh, Prue, what have you been doing? Oh, why are you ignoring your sisters? And Phoebe's just like, you know, she must have her reasons. You know, she she's not going to be all Haiti on us. But then Pepper's like, well, she hasn't even met your baby. Dad doesn't even know she's alive. Like, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> And then the doctor takes off his mask oh. and I oh. get, oh my, oh, my panties are so wet. I can't help it. <laughs> oh, at least you're wearing panties. I just spilled <laughs> my seat. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Piper, can I see you in here? I'm like, you can oh. see me anywhere. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, I can't do it. The wings won't come off. However, I've used my healing power on his body. That should repair the decay weakening him from the wings being out all the time. So he had a healing power, which stopped the life force draining. Cool. Cool. And you know what, doctor? I have ouchies all over my body. So <laughs> if you want to use your healing hands, we can play doctor. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hurting here and here. Just touch it. Oh. oh my goodness! Ow. <laughs> it needs some sexual healing. <laughs> oh! <laughs> but the doctor's like, but you know what? I was an accountant three weeks ago, so you know three what do I know? <laughs> oh, three months ago, yeah, sorry. So I was an accountant three months ago. So what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> and Piper's like, you know, you saved his life. That is very plenty and thank you yeah so next we have coop um showing phoebe like that he'd like to fist her um i don't know why he's holding his fist out like that <laughs> but he asked her how are you holding up and she's like i'm just focusing on parker and pj and ignoring everything else what about you and he says in a way it's nice to be just a normal mortal dad just while the world it just sucks the world's falling apart though and then uh, Piper comes over and says, the doctor did what he could. He promised not to report us. But I do kind of wish I could erase his memory. But we have absolutely no powers and no way of casting spells. And then we hear, Fatoom! And Phoebe says, it's getting worse out there. And Paige runs in with Porny Professor X. And who's the guy in the blue shirt? Is that Henry? That's Henry, yeah. Okay. And she announces another magic gang has joined the fight. They're getting closer. And we see Phoebe, Piper, and Paige together. And Phoebe says, with this kind of battle, the government's going to have to send in a magic squad. And then Paige says, so either we're killed by the gangs or taken in by the squad. Frying pan, meat, fire. And then Piper says, if we ever do find Rennick, I won't need magic to deal with him. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So then we cut to Rennick somewhere. No idea where he is. It's very pinkish. Very pinky up there. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of information in this thing. So I'm just going to read most of it. <laughs> <laughs> He's up there in a trench coat with like some 
informant nurse looking man at the clipboard and the man is like the world is in turmoil abuse of magic is rampant battles in the streets fighting for dominance if you don't take control i'm afraid that people will destroy one another this is chaos crazy and he's like funny how (laughs) (laughs) renick's like funny how everyone wishes for world peace but when they actually receive a gift that could actually make it real they use it to tear the world apart instead touche like this is true and yeah. people people are so like bad like they're so ruined that they would do something stupid like that i just hate people like that but well just look at um 2020 like that was yeah. such an eye-opener to me of how yeah. bad our society still is <laughs> it's it's horrible and so this this statement is very true very real very scary and so the guy who's like very concerned oh he's like you have control of the world's magic so we know he has control of all the magic in the world now He's the one that kind of dispersed it this way. Crazy. He's like, you know, it's your responsibility to stop this from happening. And Renick is like, you know, I'm not that worried. If civilization falls apart, then they can start over fresh. What do I care about civilization? They never cared about me. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you know, I managed to take over the world without even attacking the Charmed Ones directly. I was doing my stuff in the shadows. I'm so smart. Like, it's not my fault people are going to destroy themselves on their own. So, whatever. He's like, now stop annoying me. And then he touches the man and turns him to dust. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so peak. harsh. That's harsh, Ty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so he turns to dust. The clipboard falls to the ground. He's like, good help is so hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do want to share at this point. Um, I really like Rennick. I really like characters like Rennick where he started off weak, but through manipulations and through, you know, we thought Nina was kind of manipulating him, but in a way mm-hmm. he was kind of manipulating her to his own ends. And now yeah. he's like so powerful. That's so cool. and so interesting as a villain. Very cool. Yeah, so move over, Nina. You dress badly anyway. I like bisexual <laughs> Renick. <laughs> and then uh, Renick does what anybody would do when they need good help. He goes to a flower, a tulip, and he touches it, and it turns into a woman, Kevin. A woman! <laughs> she looks like grown-up Namine. Oh, you're right. Her little white dress and her blonde hair. I'm like, oh, so this is what Namine grows up to look like. Okay. From Kingdom Hearts. She's wearing heels too. (laughs) She is. (laughs) Well, since you threw out nominate, I'm gonna throw out she looks like magic from X-Men, but in like a white dress. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're the same. (laughs) Yeah, maybe they are. (laughs) Be nominate from Kingdom Hearts goes up to be magic from (laughs) X-Men. Yeah, that makes sense. They're both owned by Disney. (laughs) (laughs) So I I feel like we get kind of a hint here because when she grows up, we see her shadow on something behind her. And there's kind of like a white lines, like a reflection. So it looks like they're inside some sort of like dome or dome. pink glass or something mm-hmm. like that. And the artist made sure to still put the pile of ashes with the clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because so, she picked up the clipboard. She's like, I picked this up from the ashes like the phoenix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Nominee says, how may I serve you? She's very horny, Nominee. <laughs> and <laughs> and Renick says, update me on what's happening in the outside world with all that bothersome editorializing. And she goes, 
Gladly. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's what she's up. She's there for. She's like the <laughs> sex pot assistant, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then we cut to porny Professor Xavier, Mr. Knox. <laughs> I don't remember his first name, but Knox, man. And <laughs> he's like, hey, you guys, you know, we can get a good view of the fight from the clock tower. Come up and follow me. <laughs> <laughs> and then Piper's like, yeah, we need to find a path out of this school. Phoebe's like, I would have been better off staying off at the manor. I don't want to climb all these fucking stairs. <laughs> and <then> I'm like... <laughs> um, you know what, though? At least these stairs go somewhere. At least they're not a fucking lie. So there's that's that. True. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, everybody has to say something up the stairs. They have to say their little line. Yeah. It's so weird. Uh Koopa's like, just trading one problem for another. At least we're together. Oh, the power of love. Oh. Together. Um, and then Pitch is like, I hope the kids are alright. <laughs> just random. And then Henry's like, they're better off than we are at the moment. You know, oh. They're with they're with Daddy Victor, you know? So Yeah. All right, so they get up to the top of the stairs, and then Knox is like, the door's locked. Why is the door locked? <laughs> and <laughs> Paige says, you don't have a key? You don't have a key at all? And then Henry's just like, dude, I got this, bro. And he <laughs> touches the door. He's like, I got magic. <laughs> and then he turns the door into a metal pacifier for the baby. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> um, and then he gives it to Phoebe. He's like, here, another gift for the baby. <laughs> he's like, you're the worst dad ever. I know. She's like, Paige said you lost a pacifier. And she's like, well, it's a metal pacifier. That doesn't seem very sanitary. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> So on the next page, Porny Professor X leads them into the attic. And uh, is that Piper, I think? Yeah. She says, you're right. This is a good spot to get a view of everything. And then I think that's Phoebe says, we'll check on the battle while you look for an escape route. And then Paige says, what's that building over there? And he's like, well, it's a ice rink. Like we can fit a roller rink. Sorry. (laughs) We can fit everybody in there. (laughs) And then we hear off screen, uh, Piper, remember how I said the government's going to have to send in a magic squad? Uh, Well, they're here and it looks like they brought everyone they've got. And we find out it's Phoebe talking. I didn't understand this part. Help me work through this one. Because Paige okay. says, even worse, the magic game gangs are teaming up against them. So I'm like, wouldn't that be good, though, that the magic gangs are fighting the magic squad to, like, create a diversion? It, it would create a diversion for sure. But whoever wins, like, if somebody wins, they're going to come after them regardless. Oh, okay. So, That's I mean, I guess, I guess it's good for the moment, but it also means that there's two people two groups of people that they have to worry about killing them or taking them in. It's just more people that could hurt them. That's true. And looking at it from the charmed ones and protecting innocent life, mm-hmm. they wouldn't want people fighting. So now the fight's gotten even worse. So right. I, I get it from that standpoint. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then I think that's Henry says, well, that's not good. Oh, and then we have another double spread. 
which is uh-uh. crazy. Oh, <laughs> so there's just magic all over the place. Color, fire, wind, water, <laughs> Power, powers combined. <laughs> <laughs> they're all fighting outside of the school and there's a flying car and things are crashing it's insanity and then and we see this fireball flying right to the clock tower goes and then phoebe's like is that a fireball <laughs> and then she's like yes yes it is <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> this is our power play for the day. Power play. So we are talking, we did talk about pyrokinesis before, but now we're talking about fireball, a very specific fire ability. So this is the ability to shoot fireballs. It's a lethal power, mostly associated with evil, and most notably by demons. The user can conjure fire in the form of a ball without burning their hands and shoot them at their targets. Pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, fireballs can come in a variety of different shapes, sizes, and power, depending on the user, and are in general more powerful than energy balls. Because with energy balls, people can usually sometimes survive them. You can do them in different power levels as well. But, you know, with the fireball, people are usually incinerated within seconds of being hit by them. Upper level demons can create extremely powerful fireballs, which tend to look like metallic rings around a flare of fire. I don't know if you've ever seen some of that in the show when, like, the source does it or when Litvak does it. It's like these giant, like, little metal rings on fire. So those those are supposed to... Oh, I'll have to show you a picture. Um, But those are supposed to be the even more powerful fireballs. Um, Yeah. And fireballs from upper level demons, like the source, seem to have more concussive effects. In addition to being the flamey, they can like blast you backwards and make you go flying. Fire starters who develop more control over their powers can also manipulate the flames they produce into fireballs. So you don't necessarily have to be evil, even though it's primarily an evil power. Hmm, interesting. Um, yeah. There's one limitation that says it can be nullified in locations where fire cannot exist. <laughs> so like a vacuum or underwater or whatever, you can't do it there. It won't work. <laughs> so what you're telling me is Mario is more powerful than these witches because he can still use his fireballs underwater. Right. So there you go. <laughs> and breathe underwater, apparently. Yeah, right. Okay, that's it. Power play. <laughs> Cool. So continuing where the fireball left off, it hits the clock tower and everybody goes boom and everybody gets scattered by the fireball. And Piper gets up and says, is everyone okay? And Phoebe says, more or less. And Henry says, sorry, I should have stopped that somehow. And Paige (laughs) says, don't worry, honey, you're still learning. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, Porny Professor X, fuck you. He's like, oh dear, I don't know that the school is covered for fireballs. My only concern is the money. I don't give a shit about any of you. (laughs) (laughs) Now this is where Paige comes in and she says, the fight's coming this way. Magic squad or magic gang, whoever wins this thing is coming in. We've got to clear the school. So she wants to evacuate the school into the roller rink to keep everybody safe. And then... The professor, Pony Xavier, is like, that's over 200 people. 
<laughs> then Piper goes, you two stick out the door. Henry, make it a brick wall if you have to, because, you know, you got powers. And he's like, no, I'm going to do metal. <laughs> and so Piper's just making the plan. And he's like, we're going to go to the emergency route. We're going to sneak everybody out. On the last panel, Piper looks a little doofy with the way she's holding her mouth. A little bit like an orangutan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh. laughs> so next we see Piper yelling out orders. Take only what you can carry. Big kids help the little kids. And somebody grab the fairy. And uh, <laughs> we see Tyler's helping Leo. And Leo, like, takes advantage of this moment to get close to Piper and be like, I get so turned on when you're commanding. (laughs) And Piper says, funny, I hate it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then um, uh, Leo says, it's going to be okay. At least we don't have to worry about all the kids because they're with your dad. And she says, not all the kids. So, like, I'm scared. Kevin, I think something's going to happen to Parker. Like, the fact that Parker's even not with um, the dad, and the fact that, like, they keep bringing up, like, we have Parker. (laughs) Like, they keep reminding us. That's true. (laughs) So, we see Phoebe talking to an old haggard woman that's supposed (laughs) to be Elise. (laughs) She looks so ugly. Like, a little pudgy face, her white hair, her little sad, sunken eyes. Like, what is this? Right, she keeps getting worse. (laughs) (laughs) And um, Phoebe's like, "I, I need to stay with Piper. I need you to take Parker to Coop. And Elise says, you know he won't leave you behind. And she and Phoebe says, you have to make him hurt him, hurt him to save him. <laughs> Moulin Rouge. <laughs> and then <laughs> Phoebe's like, just go, go, Elise, go. And we see in the back pages running in to probably say something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny. Because Phoebe's <laughs> like, just go, go. And then Paige is like, wait, no, don't go. <laughs> it's like hey no false alarm everything's okay the good guys are on our side stop the evacuation (laughs) (laughs) like oh my and then we have bailey with her glasses here again and and she's carrying all her books too (laughs) such a a dweeb oh my god priorities she's like oh piper i got my books Mm, yeah (laughs) And then Paige is like, come with me. I've got something to show you. <laughs> and then the clock tower. So she's taking him back to the clock tower. And Piper's like, is it Prue? Is she finally finally here? Paige is like, no, not Prue. But you're never going to believe who's in charge down there. Oh, surprise, surprise. So they go. And she's like, look over there by the side. And Piper's like, is that who I think it is? Yes. Yes, it is. Like Britney Spears. <laughs> but I thought the old lady dropped it in the ocean at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You went there. You went there. <gasps> so I get the honor and privilege of doing the last page. They're talking about none other than the actor, Dorian Gregory, who plays Daryl. Daryl's back. Are you, so, are you so surprised and excited? I am ex- uh, surprised and excited. And he's using, like, it looks like Jean Grey powers. He has pink sparklies coming out of his hands. And he's wearing a sexy pink shirt. I'm like, yes, Daddy Daryl, let's play doctor. <laughs> 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 I 
and he's like, how did I know I'd find the charmed ones in the middle of this mess? Yes. Oh, my that was gosh. A good surprise. I'm glad. Speaking of more surprises, we actually have a little shout out. <laughs> Kevin, it is Dorian Gregory, Dale Morris, Charmed. So you have been doing a podcast for a bit of time called Words of Witches. Couldn't ask for a better name. Magical. Uh, words, magical. Words are our memories, words are feelings, words are incantation, words are magic. And podcast and sharing, magic. The most powerful gift you can give to anybody is sharing of a moment, experience, an emotion, a feeling. And that's what you do. <laughs> sharing across the world these 20 plus years of a shared experience and moment is what you do. That's the biggest gift you can give anybody. That's the biggest gift of life. The sharing of a memory, of a moment, of magic. And that is all summed up in words. And the words funneled through your experience and <laughs> your moments. Uh, wow. Thank you for reaching out, brother. And uh, I, can t I hope that you continue doing this magical experience forever. We've been around for almost ever. And I have not personally met you, but I've had the joy of, of this mutual, mutual shared experience <laughs> for 20 plus years, man. And uh, we get the opportunity to do that forever. And uh, so, wow. What more can I say, man? Pleasure meeting you. So glad you reached out. And charmed. That's what it's all about. A charmed life. A charmed moment. A charmed experience. A charmed sharing. <sighs> wow. Hey. It's what I needed to hear right now. It made me cry. So, so how cool. Um, and that's the end. Wow. So what are your feelings on this issue? This one was like pretty epic. I mean, I'm a little upset that like they bound the ice powers and Leo wants to get rid of his gorgeous wings. But you know what? I'll look past it because this had really good action and really good story. I loved it. Yeah. Um, this is one of those issues too that's like just like establishing the world as we know it, you know, making clear some of the changes that happened with the magical switch. And there's a lot of notable, notable plot progressions like Leo and his wings and the refugees and Daryl. And <laughs> um, it's a good setup for what's to come It's a good transition to what's next. Um, yeah. 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 And I like that this too, in this, it's very timely in relation to my life, I guess. Maybe I'm just bringing it back to that. But there's there's some sadness and hopelessness in this issue, but glimmers of light in the sisters' support system. Their circle of friends and loved ones are all joining the fight, and that's really beautiful to me. So That's yeah. a very good point. Look at you. I know. Okay. Uh, I have nothing for canonical. There's nothing that's egregiously in error, nothing that's a huge callback. So skip that. Did you have anything? No. Okay, good. Just want to make sure before I completely like shattered your dreams of telling your story. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, tips for future white lighters. What's the moral of this one? Oh, we're really just messengers, guides. Think of us as guardian angels for good witches. Tips for tips future, future white lighters. I was out being a force of good in the universe. I'm gonna say that the tip i'm trying to like form this idea but it's kind of um even if you feel like you wronged someone like i feel like there's still that relationship there like they treated daryl like shit and he was still there to like protect them and be there when they needed him so i feel like a lot of people including myself let certain relationships like fall to the wayside because you're like oh things got awkward with that person or it'd be too much to like reconnect but the person on the other side probably wants to reconnect too because we all get a little bit lonely and we all need people in our lives. Mm-hmm. And th- that's very true to what the series hold because, you know, he was burned by them a lot and th- he was moving away to keep his family safe. But at the end of the day, he still had a concern for the sisters and he still cared for them. And his last episode was still being there to help them out. So, yeah. All right. Mine is when hard times fall upon you, Lean on the support of those who love you and also be that person that will willingly do what you can for those around you that are hurting. So ours are very kind of sabbatical with this, this episode. Um, but I think it's, it's great. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, all right. Ooh, onomatopoeia. There's so many to choose from. <laughs> There's so many. Um, I'm going to go just cause I think it's so ridiculous, but for <laughs> <laughs> that's what i picked too <laughs> it's so stupid but yeah. doom. Doom. I, I don't know it's something it just hit me in a certain way so yeah fatumed <laughs> all over me <laughs> all right easy peasy all right what is your most valuable panel my most valuable is when they're up in the clock tower, they've just been splodied, and we see like the three sisters with Porny Professor X and Coop and Henry. I just think this image like tells you exactly what this issue is all about. Like they're in the middle of a war. That's true. Oh, look at that. See, I never even have thought of that. <laughs> My most valuable panel is Daryl with the powers. It's so, it. it's so cool it's so sexy it's so amazing great surprise and I, you know it's fun to see him with magic do you remember when we last saw him with magic in the series oh i do remember seeing him with magic but i don't remember what magic and when <laughs> <laughs> it was in hot mama's little monsters <laughs> season six episode nine um <laughs> when Paige cast like an invincibility spell on Daryl. Oh yeah. And he had, he got the powers of invincibility and super strength. You know, he was pull the whole door off the police car and he threw the guy in and he flew out the other side. <laughs> or like when he crushed his phone. <laughs> That's right. Was like, that was a heavy man? episode. <laughs> <laughs> Very fun. But yeah. And then he got shot. He got bullet shot at him and they just bounced right, right off. Beautiful. Yep. Next is sexiest to drawing. Ooh. I know what yours is, but mine's different. My sexiest is actually 
Daryl. I'm so happy he's back. They drew him so well. I think not only is this sexy in the fact like sexy hoo hoo ha ooh, yeah, hot mama, but it's also <laughs> sexy in like it's a sexy hook, you know, at the end. Like Daryl's back, he has powers. I'm so excited to read the next uh issue to see more Daryl. So this definitely like got me there. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know what mine is. My sexiest run is <laughs> he- Hello, Doctor. Hello, <laughs> Nurse. Whatever you want to call yourself. I just look at his face. He's got those beautiful eyes, those little expressionable eyebrows, his cute little goatee. I just want to make out with him. Sexy black man. <laughs> I know why you like him so much, because you know who he kind of resembles? Who? Aladdin's daddy. Oh, I didn't <laughs> think about that. A little bit. I mean, you know, from looking at the drawing, he's probably supposed to be black, but I think, like, facial features and the way his beard is, he could very well be Aladdin's daddy. You know who he looks like to me? What's that guy from That guy from Criminal Minds? Shamar Moore. Oh, do you know who that is? I do not. Uh, he, was, he was a black guy that was on Criminal Minds that's so sexy to me, Okay, too. okay. Now that I'm out of my tizzy we can continue <laughs> issue ranking what would you rank this issue mm, i'm gonna continue with saying it's magically delicious okay okay i will agree with you on that because i mean it's it's weird because like there is lots of action but it's not really the kind of stuff you would think i mean there's not a lot happens but it's all very important necessary stuff and it's exactly what it needs to be I guess that's a lot of things, but they're subtle things. A lot of subtle things that add up. Yeah. And I think he's, um, uh, what's his name? The writer. Uh, Paul Ruditis. Paul Ruditis. I think he's coming into his own and fitting the story into a comic. And also the way he's peppering in like Tyler and Elise. And now we get Daryl. Like he's doing a really good job of engaging the watchers. But if you are reading this for the first time without watching the show. They're just people that they know. So it's easy to follow either way. Yeah. Yeah, it's very smart. So yeah, I will give it a Magically Delicious as well. Ooh! Yeah. Oh, ho, 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 ho. I guess next is P is for pole. Prue! Piper. You mean it's, it's just you and Prue, huh? Baby? Baby, you there? And a big hello to you too, Penny. Come on, Patty. The rest is up to them. Paige. My name is Paige. Hmm. Another P, imagine that. P is for poll. I'm excited for my question because I don't know if you thought about this. Um, we, Victor is mentioned in this issue, taking care of all of the grandchildren. But Victor is mortal, so in this world, he should have a magical power. So what oh. power do you think Victor would have acquired in the Switch? I don't know why this came to mind, but this is what I'm going with because of the first thing. I feel like because Victor is like the support and because he's watching all the kids, his power would be that he would sprout multiple arms. He would have like four extra sets of arms, or not sets, but like six arms total, three on each side. Oh, so be like Piper and Shakti and Shiva. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's fun. I like that. I thought about this one a little bit. I thought about multiple man, like being 
kind of having multiples of him, but I'm Uh-oh. like, I've seen that so many times in these comics already. And I'm like in the, in the books and stuff. I'm like, no, I don't want that. So I gave him like Magneto powers. Oh, I think that'd, that'd be, be fun. super fun. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got the white hair. Yeah. I could just see him in one of those helmets, you know? <laughs> and do you know why he wouldn't wear purple and red? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Jason 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 Fuchsia 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 Fuchsia. Fuchsia. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you knew right away Sean's song was stupid joke yet again. <laughs> but I you know, I love it actually. It never gets old for me. <laughs> cool. So that is it. Tell us what's next. Ooh. Oh my glob. I have no idea what's happening next. It doesn't hint at anything in the title. <laughs> it doesn't hint at anything in the picture. So I'll let the, the listeners guess. This one's called Prue You're Gonna Call. <laughs> <laughs> Ghostbusters! I mean, wait. Ghost- <laughs> <laughs> and in the image, we see this like very beautiful drawing of like the white outline of Patience because she's got the short hair. And inside her body, we see our three sisters drawn very immaculately. Like, Sidemen really knows how to capture them, even Phoebe. And the little blurb at the bottom says, Magic gangs fight for control against government forces seriously out of their depth. Even with Piper, Phoebe, and Paige on the case, there is little they can do without their own magic. Overwhelmed and outnumbered, the side of good must hang all their hope on the single most powerful witch in the world <laughs> isn't that <laughs> exciting <laughs> crew super witch <laughs> so yeah i'm excited we're gonna get prue we're gonna see what she's been up to and it's gonna be some like really good reason for not talking to anybody and she's gonna be badass yeah yeah it's gonna be fun <laughs> i'm so excited <laughs> yeah all right, cool. So that is it. Oh my gosh. I guess tell people the things where they where they go for you. <laughs> well, you could go to Marvelous Galaxy of Disney this week. We talk about our Disneyland Paris trip for anybody who may be going there like mid-March. <laughs> Give you some good tips. Also, uh, you can listen to Once Upon a Cult. This one was such a fun episode to me because Final Fantasy VII House, Kevin, I love that game. And there were people that were abused because of their love of Final Fantasy. So it hit very close to home. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you can also find Sean and I on Solving for X. Uh, we'll be coming back with that soon. We haven't done anything in a while because we've been on break. But we're coming back. It's going to be great. It's going to be season four. Amazing. Yay. <laughs> And you can find this podcast at Words of the Witches, all the places, Words of Witches on Twitter. Yes, uh, please do all the things. Rate and review on Apple or Spotify. Go to the wordsofthewitches.threadless.com store for merch. And yeah, we will see you next week with Prue. <laughs> Who are you going to call? <laughs> Who is it? Who's the witch? Who is it? <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. So... Bye. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Your destiny still awaits. Blah, blah. <laughs>